Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. To all of you listening to us, I send my heartfelt love. And for you, I have prepared a special episode 14. Fresh Minds, Fresh Mission. Enjoy. Alright, Big Guns, so last time we left off, you were rushing to the south when you saw smoke on the horizon, or arrived to find the Cochrane farmstead burning to a crisp, your crack team of commandos annihilated a bunch of thorny bandits, however, the rest of you had a little bit of trouble with a juicer and a burster, but after a few rounds of tense combat, you were able to turn the tides. I believe the juicer was juiced by a mountaineer going about 80 miles an hour. <laughs> Where our burster was telekinetically held into the sky while various people took pot shots at her with all manner of deadly weapons. I believe Mags gave the order to, we need to capture one of these guys alive. Which is great, because you managed to knock the burster out without killing her. But then Charlie, realizing that she was going to possibly be hard to contain decided to go the extra mile and try to wipe her brain. Not realizing that that might make her ability to answer questions and be interrogated a little moot. There's been no sign... You haven't really investigated anything other than that. Uh, after combat, we did a quick psychic healing to get everybody back up and running. And then Charlie has dove in and is going to start erasing this girl's mind and replacing her with a bunch of friendly memories, which are probably going to be an overabundance of hot dog memories, I'm imagining. <laughs> We'll see, right? Or, like, only in the same four locations, because Charlie doesn't have a lot of backstory or life experience. I don't. Uh, so, well, it's going to be think interesting. It's going to be in captivity, um, so we have something to relate on. Yes. Um, yeah. So, as per usual, all your bennies are refreshed, and I will take my four for the. or the three for the three of you, ding dongs. Bum, bum, bum. So, while Charlie is going to start um, trying to wipe this girl's mind, which is a mechanical little uh, skill challenge we got to do, I want Tess and Justin to start thinking about what you all are doing and what you're ordering the uh, 
the rest of the big guns to do. Charlie boy. (laughs) You've got this unconscious burster and you're delving into her mind trying to erase things. The way this works, per the spell, is you have to basically do a dramatic task. Because she is a wild card, it becomes a difficult dramatic task. Which means you need to get six successes before four rounds. Also, it is a a continual opposed role. Your arcane skill versus her spirit. Uh, So as far as your your mind melter thing, I'm not 100% sure if it's meant to be able to give you a reroll on each of those rolls. So I'm just going to make a spot ruling. You get one free reroll for the whole skill challenge. Okay. Um, I do have Mentalist, which I assume comes into play here, so I get a plus two. uh, We'll look at that real quick, but... May or may not. Uh, Looks like it would. Cool. Alright, so go ahead and give me a psionics roll there, buddy. So yeah, I kind of lean over her, and I kind of look up uh, guiltily to Mags, and uh, I go... Pretty sure I've only ever done this to myself, so I don't know how this is gonna go. Oh god, right, uh, yeah, right. I'll reroll that. Well, remember you have a five because you do have a plus two mm-hmm. uh, for your mentalist, but are you you get one free reroll? I'm gonna reroll it. Okay, uh, so that's nine. a nine, but it is opposed. Yep. This is technically a new session, and she is technically a wild card, so she does get her two bennies. I'm not going to reroll that. So you succeed, but you don't get a raise. So you have one success. You have three more attempts to get five more successes. All right, here we go. Yeah, I'll keep that. It's uh, 19. I'll roll it, but I don't see the point. Uh, 15, that would give you, I believe, two extra raises. Or no, it'd be 15 over, so it would be three raises. I will spend one of her bennies to try to reroll. Deny you one of them raises. <laughs> Alright, so we take the four out of the 18, or 19, so you beat by 15, divide that by four, it gives us three, so yes. You find her mind easily parting way, you're at four successes. Or excuse me, you're at five successes. That was a success with three raises. Nice. So you only need one more success. If you have two more tips. Take the 11. Okay. I will spend her last Benny. Congratulations. You got the (laughs) success you need. Kind of good, kind of too bad. Um, Uh, This does take some time. Mags, what are you, and Masuki? What are the two of you doing? Um, as soon as the the battlefield is clear, Mag would give out the order to uh, search the buildings, <laughs> check for survivors. All right, that's the gun like start. Search the buildings. <laughs> yeah, uh, and Mag would also jump out of the uh, mountaineer and try to go into this the the main building that looks like there's at least some areas where the fire hasn't touched yet and. Tr- See if he can get in there. Huh? Uh, so let's go ahead and get uh, some kind of skill check to see how well. So your guys' call, if you can justify the skill, you can use it. I can definitely see investigation 
Uh, that'll probably be your easiest bet. A notice roll will probably be penalized by the smoke and fire, but you could still use notice as well. Alright. Yeah, so if anybody making a notice roll, it'll be at a minus two. Copy that. Holy smoke, I might actually see something. Uh, with the minus two, that's a failure. Okay. Yeah, so, Mag, you, you start kind of going into a building that looks slightly less burned, and then it just flares up and starts just going up like a hot tinderbox. Uh, it does smell faintly of tobacco smoke, so maybe this is where he was keeping his crop of uh, tobacco. Masuki, however... Uh, you kind of crash through the main buildings as you're already kind of close there. You do find a couple of bodies. Um, you can tr- drag them out, obviously, but just looking at them, they appear to be very badly burned, even though they're not quite in an area of fire, and there is blood around them. Uh, so they, they're most likely dead, but you could try to drag them out if you I want. I definitely would like to drag them out yeah. and assess I- whether they're the good guys or the bad guys. Uh, they definitely, what's left of them, it looks like they were part of the Cochrane family. Yep, dragging them out. Have to give them a proper burial. And then, Justin, if you want to make a group check for the extras, you just pick whoever has the highest stat for the skill you want to use, and just... Basically, they get the wild die as a group. Alrighty, let's do that. Uh, I said, investigation won't be penalized, notice will be minus two, and then anything else you care to justify, you may. None of them have investigation, so it'll be noticed. I just gotta figure out who's got the best one. Uh, so far, D6. And. Oh, and Charlie, you are fatigued, my friend. Okay. That is part and parcel of that power. Had you failed, you would have been exhausted. I am not going to send Yusha into the building, even though she does have the best notice. It just seems weird. Nobody's in danger of being hurt, um, so feel no, free to narratively. It just feels narratively weird to tell the child to go investigate the burning building, so Ward will be the one <laughs> making the check. Okay. <laughs> She's still in the in the mountaineer. Also, ah, group check. That would Got be that a, base. Yes, the minus two would be a six. Uh, so several minutes go by because Charlie has to basically recreate an entire human life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you send the big guns out. They kind of start scouring the whole area. After a few minutes, Charlie is just finally opening his eyes. And Charlie, what is uh, what kind of... Give us a bare-bones kind of summary of what memories you added here. Okay. What so, is the Burster's new personality? What's her name, if you gave her one? Her name is Carly. Um, she has... Uh, Basically, Charlie's just drawing on his own memories, um, and so they're probably frightfully similar, which is why her name is Carly. Um, <laughs> but essentially, um, most of her life was spent in captivity in a very similar situation where she was being experimented experimented on uh, to try and unlock her psionic potential. Um, Charlie showed up and helped her bust out. Um, they've been spending a lot of time hanging out. Um, in our favorite town uh, together. She's been kind of out of the way and today was her first day. Uh, she has some a little bit of social anxiety. Um, today was her first day meeting the big guns and we saw fire and she knows fire so 
thought she'd come along and in the fight she got knocked out um Masuki was fighting uh the juicer and a flailing arm knocked her in the head she went spinning head over tea kettle landed where she's at now she's wow. still unconscious but yeah it's a good bare bones so mags you see Masuki is pulling some dead bodies out of the flaming wreckage and ward kind of comes back up to you sir Looks like they came in from the south. Tons of tracks, multiple vehicles. Looks like they head off in multiple directions from here. I'd like to get Charlie's nose on it, see if he can identify it, see if Arden was here, but... Uh, yeah. We're definitely gonna need to split up search for tracks. Um, From what little I can tell, this is maybe a third of their force. And the rest which, is gone. Which direction? All of them. Nothing headed directly towards Marl, but east, west, and north. Split up, uh. Alright, good work. I'll see what Charlie can do when he's done whatever he's doing. Yeah. And Charlie, you are finished. You are a little tired. It takes a lot out of you to erase a life. <laughs> Make a new one. Yeah. Yeah. They're gonna literally kill her just spiritually, so thought giving her another chance at life was the best thing to do. It's the thought that counts. That's what my friends taught me. There you go. Alright, big guns. You got a burning farmstead. Your last few minutes have not found any other survivors, but it could be they're just they're trapped somewhere in the flames. You don't hear anything other than the sizzling pop of burning timber. And, you know, a lifetime of hopes and dreams going up in smoke. Everybody, this is my friend Carly. Uh, Y'all just met her today. Um, We should search the bodies, and I'll try and see if I can smell anything. Carly is still unconscious, by the way. I know, yeah. The extras are going to loot the bandits for any sort of identification, see if they can do that. Um, Ward uh, searches the body of the juicer. What's, what's left of it? <laughs> um, when no one's looking, Ward uh, pops open a little uh, car- compartment in the biocomp and pulls two glass vials out and puts them in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky Ward. <laughs> Get in there, dude. <laughs> uh, the juicer, I, said, I should say... What kind of gear you find? Uh, we'll say between looting the bodies, you get about 5,000 credits. And let's see. Your girl Carly had nothing on her. <laughs> but the squished and, and road roadkill version of the juicer had a couple of things. Uh, so he's got a JA-9 laser rifle. A WIC six chain sword and juicer assassin plate. The plate might need a little work to be salvageable, but the gun and the chain sword look like they still go. Gotcha. Although the chain sword is still caked in blood of probably the Cochrans, a little bit of Mizuki. Yeah. <laughs> J A nine. Okay. I'll put all that down. The bandits themselves, their armaments are very... Like, it's like pre-Riffs era kind of stuff. 
But there is some uh, MDC dynamite, I believe. Cool. Dynamite is good for us. Ah, uh, yes, they have some mega damage dynamite. Uh, there's about five more sticks. Alright. It does uh, 3d8 damage. It is mega damage in a large blurst template. And each extra stick can add an extra inch of blast radius and three damage per. Yeah. As far as their gear, they just have piecemeal salvaged armor which, and uh, ancient assault rifles. Uh, I'd like to look around, see if I can um, find a body that might resemble Arden Vale. I'd also like to look around, see if um, the family had a bolt hole hidden anywhere, uh, and then I think we should try and follow the tracks, see where they lead. <laughs> uh, if you're going to search for bodies at this point, you're going to need to do something about the fire, which for you would be a simple mega damage protection, but you might have to pay some power points to keep it going if you want it to take long enough to search, because it could take you several minutes. As far as like what you can see around you, the only bodies are those of your enemies. Okay. Don't and the to smoke is magical stuff you're not going to tell us about. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the smoke and the, and the burning is, is uh, interfering with your nose a little bit. Yeah. So you'll have a small penalty. Okay. Uh, can I throw down a little ritual to extend the duration of my protection? It would probably take longer than actually just maintaining it, but. Okay. Yeah, screw it. I'll. I'll do it. Um, I'll put up a protection. I'm going to short it by two. Should make it free. Um, then I'll pay the cost of maintaining it. So yeah, I'll take the seven. Alright, how are you searching? Um, looking, smelling... Um, I'm close to the ground, so hopefully, you know, if they have like a trapdoor or something like that, it'll be e easier to find. Okay. Just trying to notice uh, how things are set, if there's any odd inconsistencies where like furniture and things like that are. Like, uh, like that would be probably more investigation, but you can do notice, but you're going to be at a minus one for the smoke interfering with your nose, and then a minus two just in general because things are fully on fire and it's hard to see stuff. Okay. So minus three. Oof, that's uh, a failure. Um, I'll spend one of my bennies. It's better. It's a five. Uh, you find another dead child in the main house. Looks like there is a cellar door, uh, but there's nobody down there. Okay. I'll try to drag the child out. I don't know how useful that would be. Masuki's doing it without powers because i'm tired yeah she's also got you know power armor the child no so while charlie is now spending several minutes searching on his own what is everybody else doing you have an unconscious battered looking burster that charlie's you know said is his new friend war just made his report masuki's dragged out the uh the two people as charlie tk is up and runs back in the building Sweet. I am going to continue to look around and I'm also going to start recording some messages. Okay. 
You've already made your checks, so you found what you will find. Narratively, uh, I understand you're still looking, yeah. but unless somebody comes up with a new approach or a new method to find things, yeah, I am going to uh, use the tracks that um, Ward and crew identified, and I'm going to drive the mountaineer up to like you know out to the edge of the property on each of those uh, directions and ping. Uh, my sensors to see if I can't uh, identify anything in that direction. Huh? Uh, you know, or if they're so, still in range. It'll take you step, like probably a good 10 minutes or so to do that as you go to each compass direction. Give yeah. me an electronics roll. Alright, this is a plus two because I will jack in. You want to so, 11. Go one direction while you go the other. Okay. That works too. I then one of you can assist the other. I mean, but that's already a success of the race, so no point. Uh, yeah. So yes, um, you pin the sensor ring. Nothing else is crossed. So they're inside the circle, but they've gone east and west. Your best guess is they haven't either. Either they completely defeated the ring, which would be odd since previously they did come through with a password. Mm-hmm. So your best guess is that not long after going east and west, they curved to the north. Okay. And there is, to the south, um, there are several tracks. It looks like they came up from the south. And I will say, with that, you do get a very faint sensor echo, like at the, almost the periphery of your range. It looks like there is a stationary vehicle close to where the ley line should be. Something decently large with heavy metal content. Alright. Looks like we found something close enough to investigate. When Charlie gets out, we'll load up and head that direction. Well, by the time you get back, Charlie has finished his investigation of the house. Perfect. Uh, did you find anything, Charlie? Found a dead child. There's no power armor, though. Uh, that was a meta joke. I yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> no, you just didn't. You didn't roll high enough to find the power armor that Jeb has been constructing over years. <laughs> <laughs> entirely composed of troll corpses. That's a meta-meta yeah. joke. <laughs> he, he's building himself a bio-borg. Um, uh, well, there's uh, something registering on the sensors uh, in this direction toward the south. So, unless you found anything else, we'll check that out. Anybody who wants can give me a survival roll. I do. If you want to group it... And assist somebody you I'll could. assist Charlie. I'll assist too, yeah, because otherwise... But I've failed. I'm unskilled. Well, but somehow... <laughs> nice. Uh, just because Tess got the highest, we'll give her that. Okay. Uh, Masuki, you realize that there is a probably 25% chance if this fire isn't put out, it will spread. I mean, as far as you, you personally know, there's nobody close enough that that could affect but you, it is, you know, summertime, dry Texas heat, a lot of scrub grasses. I mean, you don't think any population centers are in danger, but this fire could get out of control if nothing's done about it. Mags, I think we need to extinguish the flames. Uh, yeah, try to save some crops. Uh, I mean, Cochrane doesn't just grow tobacco, right? He no, he grows food. a lot of stuff. Yeah, like there's a lot. He He's one of the larger suppliers of 
Not necessarily largest Produce. supplier. He's one of the few people this close to Marl that has managed to get anything out of the soil. Yeah, that's what I meant. For Marl specifically. Yeah. Like, yeah, so for Marl specifically, yes. He's got there's a reason he has like eight kids. Like Yeah. Right. Like taking like this the, farm out is a bad thing for Marl in general, which is a trend. The last time bandits attacked us, they were also attacking a supply route. Uh, so. Just the four f- or five fields on this map are maybe a third of it. He probably has easily yeah. two or three times this spread out over the, the area. All right. Side, there's some water down there. Uh, let's, uh, let's do what we can. Yes, there's a lake down here. Seems we can draw water from there. Uh, Masuki, what you think? Uh, fire break would be a good idea? Definitely. All right, I'll leave that to you. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Mag suddenly wishes that he already had. Oh yeah, Mag does have stuff. He has the MacGyver fucking edge. Sweet. I want to try to rig up like a fucking uh, f- uh, water pump, like a hose. What are those things called that firefighters use? <laughs> Firehouse? Yeah, sure. Firehouse. Yeah, like I, I, I want to w- rig up a non-damaging water cannon to pump water from this lake and try to put out the, as much of the fire as we can. That is absolutely possible. Yeah. I forgot, does your MacGyver's Edge require you to make a check? Uh, Yeah, it just allows me to do things that you normally couldn't do with a regular check. Yeah, there's definitely enough farm equipment here to rig something like that up fairly easily. Uh... Blah, blah, repair rolled craft, improvised weapons, explosive tools that last until the end of the encounter, basically. That'll work. Assuming that there are sufficient materials in one of, you know, around some sort of something that I could use reasonably, then it's at no penalty, but there's a penalty if I don't have the right stuff. No, you have everything, like I said, it's a big enough farmstead. I'll give you a minus one just because you have to deal with the flames to get to some of the stuff to use, but that's about it. Not a very big one. Makes sense to me. That minus one is going to make a big dent in my plus five. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't think it will. <laughs> Here we go. Repair. Uh, it's a nine. Minus one is an eight. Success in a race. So, uh, yes. It would, I you... should be making a pretty good. Yes. Um, to the point where I'm not going to make any other skill checks required. As long as you're willing to drop the time, you mm-hmm. can put out all these fires. Yeah, that combined take with about Masuki's 20 fire minutes. break, it shouldn't yeah. spread yep. too far. You're going to be if, standing if around is... the entire perimeter, blasting lasers all through the ground. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So about 20 minutes go by, and you manage to soak the runes down here. By this point, most of the damage has been done. Like, um, there might be something salvageable in the main house. The, the subsidiary buildings are pretty much gone. A good portion of the immediate crops are down. But you do save all the outlying fields and prevent this fire from growing, potentially ravaging the area. It's hard. It's hard work, sweaty, you know. But you guys are all willing to pitch in, and you're skilled with the the extra, you know, five pairs of hands. You make pretty short work of it. Yeah. All right. So you now have a sodden, fireless farmstead. A sensor, an anomaly on your sensors to the south near the ley line. Tracks that go east-west 
and potentially curve north. Or you could just fucking go home. Like, <laughs> <laughs> With the fire taken care of, I would like to check out the anomaly, assuming everyone else is yep. in accord. For sure. All right. For sure. I mean, you can always split up. <laughs> uh, yes, let's do that. Idea. Everyone take a cardinal direction. Yusha, <laughs> you take north by yourself. Everyone else split up into, into groups. No. <laughs> <laughs> can we make sure to load Carly in the Mountaineer? Uh... Is she gonna be safe? I know, right? Nobody wants to sit with her. Yeah, as long as nobody shoots her. Alright. Well, I trust you, Charlie. Put her in the Mountaineer, then. Uh, we'll strap hey, her up since she's unconscious. <laughs> yes. H- Hig walks over, picks her up. When does Hig get human girl? Get what? what? No, no, Hig. She's not. Pres- she's not property. Just put her in the mountaineer and strap her into a chair so she doesn't fall over. See that furball? You know, get special treat. And he picks her up one-handed, like by like the waistband, and just kind of very, very callously hurls her into the mountaineer. <laughs> like she's <laughs> definitely get a, a bump or a bruise or two for that. Well, new her may not deserve her that, but the old one does. I'm just curious what Higgs' intentions are. Yikes. I think he's just jealous that you had a trophy and he didn't. He's gonna trophy? end up getting turned into like some kind of Higgs skin rug. <laughs> I like Higgs. <laughs> Seriously, Higgs is my third favorite extra. I'm in by the burster, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that too. So you drive south, um, are you approaching cautiously? Remember, it's fairly level terrain, so stealth, not a easy task. Well, it has been stationary for over a half an hour, so I feel like we have time to try to, like, you know, slow roll up on them, stop at the edge of sensor range, or not, you know, stop when we're close enough. Yeah, go give me another electronics roll at a minus one. Alright, again, this is a plus two, so this is actually a plus one total. Ten. Uh, You detect... What looks to be, based on just the sensor readings, obviously you don't have visual yet, uh, you're guessing some kind of motorcycle or hover bike. Um, a bunch of scattered high energy source items that you can't quite detect. It might just be feedback being close to the ley line. And at least one small life sign, based on what you're seeing. Oh, interesting. It could be an animal. Could be somebody dying. Could be a glip or uh, a glitch on your sensor, but but I'm only picking up one life sign. Yes. All right. And in that case, I'm not going to worry about trying to roll, slow roll up on them. I'm just going to drive right up to them. I think it's hard s- speed. Oh yeah, you think so? Yeah. Well, you're the psychic. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> so as you get closer. You do see what looks like probably like two rugged motorcycles, the kind that favored by the bandits of this region, that have been blasted apart into just scrap metal. Uh, probably why they didn't show up on the scope. You do see a, a fairly nice uh, hover bike, kind of just idling, kind of very slowly drifting like back and forth as its engines are on. It's kind of just hovering there. Uh, you see 
like the what looks like long jagged scorch marks in the ground like they don't look like they're straight line shots you do see what's left of two very dead uh, bandits that look like they have like one guy is like just a giant char mark on where his face should be and a hole out the back of his skull uh, the other guy's hair that's left is all standing on edge and he's got a big old burn going all the way down his torso out his foot and then you see what looks like a slumped over body close to the ley line uh, from the distance you're at you can't tell if it's alive or moving and around it are, are sprayed what looks like a bunch of um, kind of like glass and metal jars with crystals suspended in them and looks like there's like a uh, an open like carry case that they all spilled out of uh you may be right there, Charlie. I'm gonna run over there and try to find the figure out who's alive. All right, Max. As you get out, your your men take positions, start yeah. making sure the uh, you're specifically running to that body, right? Yeah, and Karis is right behind me, also. Okay. Uh, our... so your men flank out. Masuki, you're kind of keeping an eye on the, the perimeter of the distance, to make sure nothing's popping out. Charlie, you immediately get a headache as you're close to the ley line, even though it is fairly weak. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Max too. Um, as you get close enough, you see the back kind of like laying down on his stomach. It looks like Arden Vale. Um, travel cloak kind of splayed around him. Looks like he's got several dark red spots in the gray where he's been shot. Uh, close to his hand, looks like there's like a pistol of his own design. Clearly, some kind of techno wizard gadget. And he doesn't appear to be moving. Alright. One of them uh, be happy about this. Let's do some uh, healing check here to uh, assess him. Uh, so as you get closer, um, I'm, uh, Karis immediately goes into medic mode. Yeah. And she asks you, Max, help me help me roll him over onto his back. Uh-huh. As she's like starting to put like pads down where like the bullet holes are. Once you roll him over, you see a very small very frightened, snotty-nosed, teary-eyed, Jeb child, a little boy that he was shielding. Wow. This fucking elf. Here and he immediately, like, flinches away from the two of you, because you are, you know, still battle-worn from your last fight here. Mags, you look relatively fine, other than the fact that you're an angry dwarf. Uh, but Karis was shot at and has a gun slung over her shoulder, so... I... Calm down, little Jeb. It's me, Magnesium Flint. We spoke on the radio, maybe? Or was it your brother? Which Jeb are you? Give me a persuasion check at a minus two. Just due to the situation the kid's been in. Mag Flint. Persuasion of the year. Here we go. Oh, shit. Man, I'm not, <laughs> not bad. <laughs> That's a success. You're the you're the the grumpy dwarf my brother spoke to. Uh yes. Uh, I don't know what the grumpy must be a human term for endearing. I tis I magnesium flint. Yes. Are you all right? The the skinny pointy ear man saved me when they came out. Yeah, Karis is checking his vitals and stuff like that. Uh, give me a, a healing check. 
minus one. Um, she ignores wound penalties Actually, it's gonna... for him, by the way. Oh, she ignores all wound penalties? Or uh, she ignores, maybe it's just one point. I'm, I have to double check that real quick. So he is currently suffering from three wound penalties. So. Yeah, it might be just one, or it might be all, or half, or something. This is not how you find bookmarks, Justin. There we go. It is... Uh, is this the child with three one or point. Arden? She ignores one point, so uh, yeah, yeah. Healing check at minus two. Gotcha. Healsy at minus two. She got uh zero. Good job, Karis. Way to be an extra. She's like. Boss, he's alive, but I think if we—I don't know if we can move him. I don't think he'll last the trip. All right, don't worry about it. Um, Somebody, and he is clearly like as you're like looking over, like he is. So he clearly probably had some kind of armor or defense, like mystically, but like he took several bullets to the chest. Well, I've never tried this before, but he looks rough, so let's try this. Uh, and Mag. Starts uh, tapping on his uh, arm and pulls up some old sensor logs, uh, some uh, like a copy he has of like uh, of uh, Arden Vale, and he sticks his hand out and a fuck ton of nanites come out and start to fuse into his wounds. And it looks horrifying. Like, oh shit! Oh goddamn! That's terrible! Oh, that's much worse than I thought it would be. The oh, kids I'm never gonna screaming. do this again. We're never yeah, gonna do this again. But what I am doing is I am playing hot iron and whiskey, my uh, adventure deck card, which play on a wounded character out of combat. Uh, they uh, they heal all wounds, but they have a minus. So they they have scarring for the next couple months. <laughs> Because nice. the nanites were not designed as healing nanites. Yeah, the, the, the young Cochran screams, and he like clutches at Karis. He's hurting him. Yeah, he's but, yeah, and, and even Karis is kind of looking at you like, "What the fuck, boss?" I didn't think it would be that bad. Okay, I'll, I promise I'll never do it again. And then, like the dried blood on Arden's lips kind of cracks as his mouth opens, and he lets out a very faint moan of pain, and kind of arcs his body and starts convulsing. Uh, but when he stops, a few seconds later, his breathing, while shallow, is steady. And Karis right. is, like, just checking his vitals and looking at what you've done to him. You might want to let him rest for a while. Also, hide <laughs> all the mirrors. Uh, don't let him see himself. So, <laughs> he's, like, stitched together with, like, partially metallic scaffolding holding his wounds closed and stuff like that. Fuck, nice. It's horrifying. It's like a straight up sci-fi horror. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so yeah. You're surrounded, like I said, by a bunch of like glass and metal, kind of like, almost like old school vacuum tubes, but filled with crystals and got like uh, arcane writings on them if you pick one up. There is a pistol near Jeb. Uh, like I said, a satchel, two dead bandits, and the remains of their ride. Well, Otherwise, I've... the area looks fairly clear. There was a lot of tracks uh, through this area, but you can't tell if it's them or you know, just the fact that maybe they come out here a bit. Um, you know, I'll, I'll have a couple of the soldiers 
rifle through the two bandits. I don't expect that they'll have any identification or anything that we could use to figure out who they were any more than the others did. But nah, other than being similarly equipped, I mean, you could pretty much make the assumption they were with those people. But yeah, but but there's no unifying tattoos, no like group yeah. insignia, anything like that. Uh, and uh, I will uh. Gently, guiltily load up uh, Arden Vale onto the Mountaineer. <laughs> Damn. Strap him down much more carefully than the birther was treated. Mag, like, Hig, like, looks like, at you. Slightly looking away from him. Why does Dwarf get trophy? Uh, <laughs> remember the chain of command there, Hig. You ask Ward to ask me why I get a trophy. That's how it works. <laughs> He kind of like looks a little the, the most bashful look you've seen from him, and, he, and like in the background you hear him asking, "Why chief get trophy?" <laughs> and then you hear Ward like calmly trying to explain to him that it's not a spoil of war; it's a friend. One <laughs> <laughs> hit, get friend. Wow, deadly silent. <laughs> I mean, I assume you're gonna clean, like, pick up anything like that. Yeah, the stuff that's there. Maybe get somebody to, uh, yeah, either we'll drive the bike home or, or chain it to the mountaineer. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna uh, have uh, Clark drive it back. Okay, he's the best driver other than me. Jeb, can you tell us what happened? My name's not Jeb. It's JB. I'm sorry, JB. The pointy-eared man came to the farm and talked to Papa. Uh, then Papa said I should take him down the glowy line. I don't know why he wants to see it, because it's scary, but he said he'd give me 50 credits if I would look after those. And he points to like, the satchel where you've scooped up all the, the crystals. He said, JB, you need to guard these because they are very important, and you need to keep them on the line for a day. Or at least till dinner. And then you have to take it back to Mom and dad, and then dad will give it back to me, and for that, JB, you get 50 credits. And we were there, and I said, it seems easy. And he said, it is easy, but they're very special, so somebody has to watch them. And then the Batman came on their bikes, and the the, the pointy-eared man, he put me behind him, and he put out his gun, and zoom, like lightning shot, and it was scary, and then, then he grunted, and he fell over, and he got his blood on me, and I was scared. Sorry, JB. And he's like snotty and crying. And he is covered in blood, but it is not his. <laughs> and he looks like he's about like six. Like he is quite young. Yeah, good job, <laughs> this son of a bitch. <laughs> Are you going to take me to my house? I want to see my mom and my dad. <laughs> uh, we can't go to your house right now, JB. Uh, your house it's, is burned down. It's a... It's a what? No. Oh, yeah. It's alright. We're gonna go somewhere else that's safe. It's okay. He just starts, like, crying, like, and grabbing onto whoever's seated next to him and just burying his snotty little face into their shoulder until he eventually just, like, hyperventilates and passes out. It's Clark. He deals with this kind of person the best. <laughs> Max, I could... Make him a new person, too, if you think that'd be easier. Do you have enough power points for that, Charlotte? <laughs> no, it would have to be later, but... 
Uh, sometimes the easy way is not the right way, Charlie. This boy's gonna... He's gonna regret these things, but they're part of his life. Taking that away from him is not something you should do lightly. I don't really get it, but okay. <laughs> Alright. I'll might. clamber into the... Works for Mag. <laughs> Alright, so what are you guys doing? Are you going back to the base? Are you going to try to track down these other trails of possible bandits? Are you going to notify anybody in Marl about what's going on? Yeah, we're, we're out of radio range for Marl right now. That's why I was going to contact somebody when we got closer. Uh, I'm down to follow the tracks, I think. Well, you can follow the tracks. I don't know that they're going to go anywhere. We have to pick a direction also. Unless we want to split up. The fact I mean, that they're able the to bypass the... the thing means there's they can pretty much come and go as they want. You know, yeah. There's no telling how many times they've crossed that line and I didn't recognize because they they weren't putting up an alarm. Right. Yep. And while clearly their rank and file are no trouble for any of you, there are occasional big guns on their side too. Yeah. Anyway, if you were to split up, who knows? It might be might be something you can't handle on your own. As All, right. All of you that go sounds. that way. Mag will go this way. Okay. <laughs> Back to the base. <laughs> Plus, we have this. Uh, this boy. You have now. a child and an injured. I-, I won't use the word friend, but business associate. I like the word friend. Yes, Suki would. Somewhere between a friend and a business associate, much to my chagrin. Masuki, the suit's been behaving since that incident when you fired the gun and the pylons disengaged. Uh. But you did notice a couple times when you were t- like make, writing some or recording some messages that if you play back and listen to them, there's a lot of static and they don't come in very clear. Mm-hmm. That's a dickish ghost right there. It is a dickish ghost. I know ghost. what you're talking about. There's no such thing as ghosts. No <laughs> such thing as ghosts. Only weird smells. Yep. So what's the game plan, big guns? What you doing? Uh, one of these tracks was headed east, right? Uh, east and if, west. If yep. I recall correctly, we are northeast of this farmstead. Yes. So no. let's follow the east one for a little while. and We can always just turn north, you know. And, and head home. What do you guys say? Sounds good. All right. for me. All right, everyone. Uh, so you... Load up. We're headed east. Uh, you follow the trail east. You kind of get to the point where you came in at, like, from the northeast, like, as you were heading south and west. You, the tracks continue to go more further east, just gently kind of curving a little bit more north. And about, like, Five or six miles past that point, uh, they start to sharply veer off to the north. Well, good. Well, then we'll follow. I mean, who motherfuckers better not be headed to my fucking shop? <laughs> what are the odds of that shit? <laughs> that, that this is the wrong. Commerce Guild's hit squad. <laughs> well, let's go find out. Uh, since they headed the right way, we'll just keep following them. You follow the trail. Um, it looks like it curves around to the east side of the uh, the build up around Marl. 
And then you kind of lose the trail as they hit the main thoroughfare. Okay. It does look like... Actually, somebody give me a survival roll. Or an investigations roll. We'll do survival. So do I'll even let a battle roll to minus two. Okay. I'll assist Charlie with my battle skill. But I got a nice. seven. Uh, so that gives Charlie a plus one. Tess, you can yeah. use notice if you want. Or okay. electronics with your scanners to assist Charlie. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so Charlie, you get a total of plus three. That's a ten. Dun, dun, dun. So you all kind of pause as you get closer tomorrow. Like you can see the ship jutting into the sky in the distance, the built up of the town around it. Um, it looks like the group might have paused here for a little bit and then started filtering into the town in smaller bits. Looks like you were tracking about another eight to ten people. Uh, it's hard to say exactly because it looks like you can never know, but it looks like mostly it's like motorcycles and people could always double up. Um, and but it looks like they paused here and just kind of filtered in slowly. Two by two, hands of blue, just uh, to kind of like work their way into town. So they, but your best guess what you what you could tell and what you would do if you were trying. You wouldn't go in in one giant armed force. You'd kind of go in with the traffic. Yeah, that's what I figure. More of the same. Evidence continues. Bandits are infiltrating us, but question the, whether or not they're doing it on their own or they have help from the inside. Now, the suburbs around Marl are not guarded by any means. No. They're also not... They don't contain a whole lot. Like, I mean, the population is around 2,000, and maybe about 25% of that is small town uh, small buildings around the city itself so it's not like it's a huge amount of area to get lost in but it will definitely uh take some work to kind of walk around the outside of town and find out if anybody saw anything suspicious all right i'm gonna uh what do you guys say we head back to base and contact rogar okay unless there's Unless somebody wants to try to track him through the town. Then I'll do it. I'm just tired. Yeah, I just don't. And also, it's going to be really hard to pick them out. especially. It's going to be practically impossible. They don't have anything that identifies them as part of this group. So, Because you're you're talking about probably something that happened over an hour ago. Actually, probably closer to an hour and a half at this point. Uh, I'll let you make some kind of check, but you're going to be like a minus six. Oof. I am fatigued too. It's not gonna go well. Let's go get some rest. I'll call Rogar. I don't know what we what has happened here. Are you gonna cut through the town, or are you gonna go back west and uh, basically ring the town to get to your your base? Well, we're on the east, aren't we? Yeah, but I mean, like yeah. you're like farther east than your base. Yeah, so it, I just... It, oh, if I your base is like the 5 or 4 o'clock, you're up at like the 3 or 2. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I'll just you swing either, around. You can cut through town, but obviously... Which... Yeah. No, you do have people looking for you, maybe, potentially. I'm in. Well, now... Or you can just... Now it sounds like you're trying to in, in, like uh, imply that we're scared. I'm not fucking scared. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just trying to get, a, get an idea Rick. of what you're doing so I can narrate appropriately. Because you could very easily just... Because you're not actually in town yet, you could easily just skirt the edges again and go back and go yeah, right to your, your base. 
because we're on the edge of town, so I figured we just stay on the outside, avoid the traffic. The Mountaineer is a big vehicle. You know what we could do later, boss? Uh, We could ask Carly to kind of like wander around and see if anyone talks to her. Uh, that's a good idea. Oh my gosh, just... I want to use her as bait. Sorry, <laughs> I wasn't ready. I'll just roll a D2000 and I'll, uh, <laughs> if we get a one on it, she's, somebody notices her. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so when we get back, uh, I will call well, Rogar. Before for that, you. as we're. Oh yeah, narrate. Going narrate around, yeah, we're getting approach. there, you're, you're going around there, you can see. Uh, it's getting to be later in the afternoon now, so there's bustling traffic. There's not a whole lot of, like, to and fro. The occasional car- vehicle leaves going to a nearby village or things like that. What's the mood for everybody? How's everybody feeling here? Uh, I'm actually- it's been an eventful day. I mean, your, your power armor's tried to kill you. Some people have been... Nominal allies and friends have been attacked. I'm feeling very decisive. <laughs> know what the next course of action is, and uh, I'm prepared to take it. So I'm feeling pretty good. All right, Masuki, the the cold clarity of action knows what she's up to and gonna make a difference. What about uh, Charlie and Mags? I'm really tired. Um, I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing. I uh, I've been very upset recently. I just made somebody die in their brain, and then reset it uh, Mags didn't like my helpful idea and I didn't really understand what he was saying to me so I'll need to think about that oh god like why why wouldn't the easy thing be better like if the kid didn't have the trauma I don't understand why the trauma is better you know speaking of that is anybody actually starting to get a little afraid of Charlie mm-hmm and, and feel free yeah. to speak for the extras as well. I mean, yeah, I, I was gonna tell you that I was gonna go through the whole list of when you asked do. how everybody was feeling. Uh, <laughs> so, so, Mags, let's let's go on that. Let's start with the leader, Mags. How are you feeling about this? Mags, What's going through uh, your mind right now? The, this this confirms suspicions, or at least reinforces suspicions that Mags already had. There's something going on here with the bandits and Marl and stuff like that, but it doesn't bring any new information, so it's just frustrating, and at the same time, uh, really reinforces his desire to build the strength of the group. You know, go get the ship, uh, get Masuki cleared so we don't have that hanging over our heads, and tackle whatever the fuck is going on here before the coalition comes looking for us which may or may not happen but that's something that mag is worried about so. as you feel about what happened to the cochrans or arden <clears throat> if anything at all well uh as i mentioned before mag respects arden a little bit especially since you know he basically gave his life to save this little kid granted we saved him so he didn't actually die but had we not shown up you know, he'd be dead. Uh, so, begrudgingly, Mag is, you know, slipped uh, Arden up another notch from useless and damn near terrible to, well, <laughs> you know, I'll give him a glass of whiskey next time. Or make him Frankenstein's monster. Well, he also feels a little guilty about that. <laughs> what about the Cochrane's? I mean, while you never had a 
I respect Huge the uh, yeah. and Jeb. Uh, the the interaction I had with uh, Jeb Senior. Uh, you know, Mag really liked him. Uh, and I mean, yeah, think about it. Like his this. his trouble is what kind of puts you on the map as far yeah. as your business. I mean, doing that job and coming back that kind of really helped the council take notice of you. And mm-hmm. would you even have the credits you have not for? An overheard conversation. Yeah. Not only that, but to target someone like Jeb Cochran shows that, uh, and, and his farm, shows that this is like, even though they're the ones that suffered, this is an attack on Marl itself. And especially since Mag is suspects that there's somebody in Marl that is like collaborating with these people, it makes them even angrier. Because they're probably fine. Because they probably have plenty of money and won't suffer from this, uh, you know, from the loss of supplies. But the people down, in, you know, that live outside the city and the people who can barely afford to live inside the city, they're going to get hurt if this kind of stuff keeps happening. And absolutely. All right, let's give a rundown. How are the how are the uh, them bastards doing? Clark is consoling the kid. Uh, he's real worried about him. That would be his primary thing. Uh, I'll let Tess do Yusha. Uh, um, Karis uh, is a little embarrassed at her poor showing with her healing skills and wants to try to find a way to be even better at it. Also, she's been having headaches lately, so she's a little worried about that. Pig is hungry. Cancer. Uh, Pig is hungry. Pig is hungry. Uh, and Ward is feeling nervous and paranoid and keeps putting his hand in his pocket. I wonder why. <laughs> Tess, what's, you, what's going through Yusha's brain? Yusha's she sat in the out. car and she followed orders. Yeah, she absolutely did to the letter, but she's still freaked out. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, we just went and dealt with a bunch of death, which is really not what she wants to deal with at this point. She hasn't gotten past the fact that she died. And while this wasn't a demon that did this, it does ring similar to her life. I mean, she lived in a small farm that right. was attacked by a force beyond any hope of fighting off. So, yeah. I'm sure she's got some real deal stuff going on inside her head. She probably is very quiet, sullen, doesn't have a whole lot to say to anybody. Isn't really yeah. making eye contact with anyone. I wonder if she leans more toward the, like, she wishes she could have jumped out and done something. Or uh, I would like she to still think got so. the yeah I think so too like especially given like her character and the anger that she had before right and the fact that she's with us now and that we wouldn't let her get out and join the battle or like you know I kind of think that there's a part of her that wants to be able to help people the way that we helped her town uh, and this was her first chance to do it but we didn't let her right yeah. she is a teenager so. Yeah. All that normal rebellious hormone bomb that, that she has. She might be a little sullen. Who knows? So I guess we'll see how Tess chooses to portray her in the coming days, weeks, months, years. So we'll find out. Maybe she'll cut all her hair off. Oh. <laughs> Start slamming doors. <laughs> so as you're all alone with your thoughts and the whimpering of a small child and the grumbling of a large pigman who's quite hungry and didn't have second lunch, you uh, approach your you know, you're, you're tried and true, your safety zone, your base. You see the light gleaming off that mech 
uh, guarding the front door. And as you just hit missile range, Mags, your comm lights up. And then normally it would have you be forced to respond, but something in the system overrides that, and a voice comes over the loudspeaker inside the Mountaineer and tests inside your Glitter Girl. Oh, God. Interesting. Attention, oncoming vessels. Oh, God. <laughs> Son of a bitch, if he set up some sort you of fucking alarm that I don't have the code for, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> off. You are entering restricted airspace. This facility is defended by Naruni Enterprises and all the arms that they are known for. You will not harm Magnesium Flint's position, place of business, or where he hangs his hat. <laughs> Continue forward and you will be missiled. Hey there, partners. Let me talk at you for a minute about dreams. Now, when you lay your head down for the night and have that sweet, sweet memory of times with loved ones, that's one kind of dream. But when you stare off into the distance and see the future, what you will be, what you want to be, well, that's another kind of dream. And that's the dreams that we're all about here. So come on down to patreon.com slash in our dreams. Sign up to support us. Help make our dreams come true. And you get to be a part of them. <laughs> Continue forward and you will be missled. <laughs> we set ourselves up for this. <laughs> yes, we did ask for this. I get this. Uh, it yeah, doesn't seem Mag- to be a recording. <laughs> okay, it, that's what I was saying. Mag is trying to respond. Is this recording? Uh, Barati, it's Mag. Stand down. Don't shoot us with my own dime missiles. And just as like you say that, there is a target lock established on the mountain here. Son of a bitch, he's a good fucking... <laughs> Remember, you fixed the missile launcher before. I know, I'm just saying he's good. He managed to establish a lock on me. I'm impressed. While this does sound like the dear friend voice of my dwarven compatriot, how can I be sure? I can't see you. I can't know. Do I risk it? Do I fire the missiles? Uh. Knowing that only Magnesium Flint would have the candiness to dodge. <laughs> you can almost see him, like, finger on the button. <laughs> Marathi, look in the crack to the left of your door. I left a note for you. You hear, like, the rustling sound, which clearly means you have time to get there before he presses the button. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the sound of something knocking over. It distracted him long enough. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody move now. <laughs> as, you, as you make the last couple hundred yards to the, the place, you finally hear, I knew that you cared for me, Magnesium Flint. And he reads out your note out loud, which I forgot what you said, but I know it was very terse. And just like, <laughs> it, was, it was. I can't remember. If it was a thank you note. That's what it was. Yeah. It literally just said, thank you. He was like, I'm still waiting for my thank you note. I was like, oh, I thought I slipped that under your door. And so I wrote that and stuffed it in the crack next to the door <laughs> We left. <laughs> Once again, I count all the blessings of the nine gods that I have found a brother in this new world. Thank you, Magnesium Flint. Uh, I knew that you loved me. Great job defending the uh, base while we were gone, by the way, Mag says as he rolls out of the mountaineer. Ah, I'm glad it was you. I worried that I'd made a mistake and not pressing the button. 
Well, things are dire, but uh, I don't think it's at the point where I want you to kill me with my own missiles, so... You need to set up uh, some sort of uh, identification system. You said that the vehicles were identified. Did you already put in a code reader? I did and not. And then Mag starts talking shop with him about like whatever defense system he's got set up and like ah. a way to identify our vehicles. I didn't want to do the whole thing on air. Yeah, you, you distract him suitably as everybody yeah. else kind of gets out. Yeah. I mean, and like Barati is annoying, but he is also like a keen fucking technical mind you know yes and there's no magic or whatever so like barati's better than arden in mag's book at least you know as far as all that stuff goes. especially <laughs> yeah he's not an elf he's like pure science uh tech and <sighs> like you know he's super rich <laughs> That's the real thing. Let, let's let's pretend that those first things you mentioned actually matter. They do the matter. Elf part matters would, for sure. Exactly. Like they don't hurt. I'm but go- I don't think that they Mag matter. Will marry him because he's super rich. He will talk to him for the first two. God, <laughs> there you go. Um, is the pl- Karis kind of looks at you, boss? Are we what are we doing with Arden? Are we gonna take him in town? Get a doctor or? Uh, yeah, let me, but I need to contact Rogar first, uh, especially with the heat that's on us, or we don't want to get Arden dragged into something, so let's see, uh, what the situation is. Uh, so what are you doing about the kid and the unconscious former burster? Just chuck her on a bunk, honestly. Yeah, I guess. Charlie I, says I guess she's it depends all right. on how much they trust my word, but... <laughs> implicitly just scary <sighs> I mean Meg trust your psionic powers as far as your judgment not so much out of character I know <laughs> what's going on yeah but Meg just keeps saying if you say so Charlie and just like that <laughs> but, he, but he he does two discreet hand motions toward Ward which sets up uh, a, uh, <laughs> a a guard two guards on him so the, there will, Ward will make sure there's always two of the uh, the crew uh, armed and and you know nearby wherever Charlie sets up the burster. Carly, I guess I should start calling her. Uh, uh, and then he's going to try to contact Rogar before uh, another good, fucking thing can happen. Takes a good thirty seconds for his comp picks up. What is it, Flint? Kind of busy. I, you're busy. Did you hear about the Cochrane farm? Should I have? Yeah, you really should have. Someone has compromised the early warning system. Bandits attacked the, the Cochrane farm. Almost every one of them is dead. Shit is bad, Rogar. It's far worse than it was before. You hear him just kind of not losing his shit because he is a professional, but you hear the rapid stroke of keys. I don't see any unauthorized passers or unauthorized access to the ring. Uh, no large life forms. Pulls it up. This is a, a trader day pass issued for commerce purposes only. Well, ironically, they crossed the barrier right uh, before the. Uh, Cochrane Farm was attacked and uh, you tell me if that's just a coincidence they also you know crossed to the place closest to the farm what do you say 
I'm a little worried how you know that. I don't know that at all. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Probably a wise thing to say. I have some- I have one of their number captured alive, but she won't be any good for uh intelligence. Oh wait, God, do, we man, know, you- do I know that yet? You don't know that, no. Okay, never mind. We have one of them uh captured uh my uh, psychic has got her under some sort of mind control so she won't fight back. We can try to get some information out of her and I can give you, I can sh- lead you to the farm if you want to if you need proof that there were bandits that attacked. I trust More you. More than that, we followed Cliff. the tracks. Several of them came to the city and broke into smaller groups and entered the city. As we suspected before, they are somehow getting inside and using our own supplies against us. I'll alert the few men I can trust. Are you able to keep this prisoner at your place? Is your, Do you have a prison cell there? I don't or do you need a secure s- location? It would be best if you had a secure location. Uh, we're not really outfitted for long term. I mean, obviously I can keep her safe for now. Uh, we Might also have Arden Vale, who's been severely injured in the attack. Uh... You may want to send someone to collect uh, this prisoner so that she'll be secured in transport. I, quite frankly, I don't have enough people I can trust. It's one or the other. I can get people to start looking for these infiltrators, or I can have them t- relieve you of your prisoner. Uh, focus but unfortunately, on the my circle of trust is very small at the moment. I understand. We'll take care of the, the burster. I'll see if I can secure a location out of the way. Might take a few hours. Alright, just uh, tell me where to go if you find a place. And, uh, we'll get her there somehow. Alright, let me know what you find, Rogar. There's, uh, you're probably the only person in the Commerce Guild I'd be willing to talk to, so. Remember, I'm not a member of the Commerce Guild. I'm a liaison between mercenary outfits and the Council as a whole. Oh yeah, that's right. But That's why. I like. That being said, the majority of my pay probably comes from them, but I my loyalty is to moral. Well, that's we'll discuss how you have access to our sensor ring. I do not. <laughs> I, <laughs> clicks the I, cob off. <laughs> <laughs> Mag picks up the data pad, uh, just a random data pad, and writes on the back, "Bandit." And then puts information in there that he, all the information that he got from, uh, <laughs> or that he gave Rogar, he puts it in there and then wipes it <laughs> clean. Nice. <laughs> After a couple of hours on high alert, nothing seems to happen. Karis takes a look at uh, Kaharli here and realizes she probably won't wake up till the, tomorrow at the earliest. Um, Clark is trying doing his best to entertain the kid who's thankfully so exhausted and traumatized he pretty much passes out almost immediately Higgs is making a sandwich Yusha's kind of being a little standoffish and stubborn Mag's gonna find Masuki at some point and ask her what she thinks we should do with the kid alright go ahead and ask (sighs) We're turning into an orphanage around here. I don't know if we can take any more in. What do you think? I don't know what to do with children, Max. 
It doesn't have the same fire that Yusha does. I don't know if this place is well suited for him. I think we should find him a home here in Marl. What about that crazy witch that lives next door? She definitely needs a project. For real. I think she'd probably mellow out if she had a kid to dote on. The real question is, are you going to introduce them or are you going to just drop him on her doorstep? Well, not that heartless. To her or him? Him. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure old Lady Beth is a perfectly fine woman. <laughs> when you aren't making loud noises, putting pants on dogs, and walking around with bacon men. So we're going to give her a child, because none of that can possibly ever happen. I mean, I like to think the defensive network is like in her, like partly closes her yard now, though. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, mis, the missile response system. <laughs> I'm sure she has some issues with it. <laughs> I mean, she's your nearest neighbor, but she's not exactly like, you know. Yeah. You're not, it's not like you're in a cul-de-sac sharing a yard. She's <laughs> She's got some distance, thankfully, but not enough. This makes it worse. <laughs> At least she'll think twice about coming to, to complain about whatever her recent complaint is. <laughs> Alright. He knows farming. Maybe he can help her. She's not a farmer. Remember, the, the soil are... immediately around Marl is pretty much barren and dead. So Yeah. No, no, but there, the there are saying. one or two other farms around, right? Just smaller than the Cockburn. Yeah, they're, they're kind of similar. Like they're probably a good um, fifteen twenty miles outside of Marl. There are actually whole villages and stuff like that as well. Yeah, that might be the best thing to do is look into one of them because you know, look into the other farms and see what their relationship with the Cockburns was like and what kind of people they are. That Wouldn't it be sad, though, if you dropped this kid off in another village that's raided by bandits? <laughs> I know, right? We gotta solve the core problem first, but... Uh, I guess that's thoughts for the future. You're speaking to Masuki, you do get a a message from Cochran. Or not, right. not Cochran, um, <laughs> Rogar. <laughs> I'm out. Uh-oh. Cochran's the ghost that's in your machine. Right? What is the message? Um, It's just a location. Alright. And since there's, it's very hard to describe addresses and things inside the city, it's a rather terse but lengthy pair, or not terse, but rather brusque but lengthy description of take this turn, take this elevator up to the fourth level, go to the back, walk 16 paces left. Yeah. <laughs> Double back, now go the opposite way. So you've thrown off pursuit. Knock <laughs> four times. The password is Harris. Okay. Alright, looks like we've got a location to take these. Um, I just... It just occurred to me that perhaps we should contact someone from uh, Arden's office and see if they can't uh, help with taking him safely into the city. You did speak to his secretary not but a few hours ago. Aye. I'll call her again. I'll call the office again. I don't think I have her direct contact. Arden Vale's Arcane Motors, you've reached Ellen. Ellen, it's Mag again. I found Arden. He's in a bad way. Is he alive? He's alive. We've stabilized him. Um, 
The bandits used some kind of strange weapon that left severe scarring, though. It was terrible what they did to him. <laughs> Give me a performance check. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Mag stayed as flat as I, I did during that <laughs> delivery, or if he punched it up a bit. Performance. Oh, yeah, that's unskilled. Uh, but I still did it well. Good job, Mag. Why she has, she has no reason anything? to doubt you. <laughs> as long as he's alive, um, I'll, I'll send some some of the boys down to go get him. Is he? Can he be moved? Uh, he can be moved. He's stable. He's unconscious, though. We can meet you at the entrance to the city. We have to go in there anyway. Right, thank you. Thank All you so right. much, Mr. Magnesium Flint. Uh, I don't have time to fuck around with gate A, so we're gonna go to gate B. <laughs> I mean, Arden saved the boys. Can't we not just voice them off on him? Uh, that's a possibility, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave the boy with Arden. He probably would be more comfortable with the savior for now. <laughs> so we'll, just leave, we'll make it that their problem. <laughs> exactly. uh, what about the other goods you so retrieved, stupid. like Arden's, Arden's hoverbike? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. His stuff and the uh, weird crisp, jar crystals. Uh, his... the, the stuff that's easily portable. We'll take the hoverbike. I'll just let him know that when he's better, or when they've got, if they want to send somebody to get it, uh, they can. And uh, I'm gonna set up a code phrase with Barati so he doesn't <laughs> blow him up with a missile. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. Alright, so who all is going on this little venture? Because I'm assuming you're also going to bring Kaharli to the yeah. secured interrogation Raton yeah. Bay. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring Carly and, with us and Arden, meet them at Gate B, and then uh, split off from Arden's people with Carly. So Charlie will have to come obviously because Mag assumes that Charlie's got her under control. I want to go to bed, Mag. <laughs> it's only like 5 o'clock at this point. I'm so tired. I have one right. level of fatigue, Mag. It's alright. You'll be fine. Do this. Uh... Little, little furball wine because bed not comfy. Try putting bed on roof, furball. See if you comfy then. <laughs> and he's like got to see the stars yelling at you and like pieces of sandwich are flying out of his mouth and hitting you Charlie uh, <laughs> gross <laughs> I'm pretty sure we just said that in tandem <laughs> <laughs> it is gross furball whine and cry gross little furball okay Mags I'm going with you just to get away from this pig I. Uh... S stupid football name Hig Hig name is Hig oink oink <laughs> bitch um, you are you are not pig you are not pig football you are football honk honk you are All not right, goose you two knock it off stop it you stop are it. you are not good enough to be goose and he like <laughs> like he squeezes his sandwich and it's like this <laughs> Flip, you tell him he not goose He's not a goose, goddamn! All right, all right, I don't have time for this. All right, listen, we're going into the city. Hig, Karis, Clark, the three of you, and Yusha, the four of you, prep everything. We're leaving town tomorrow. We've we've got to make some advancements. Uh, Ward, you're with me, and Charlie, Masuki, 
You coming with? Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, hey, the good news is, Masuki, you get to leave behind the haunted, not haunted armor. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody's got their orders. We're still <laughs> in high alert, all right? Got it, Chief. And then we head out. Okay. Yeah, you know, you... boss, I could just make Hig get along better with me. Again, Charlie, that's not uh, that's not your right to do. <sighs> I don't... Fine. Although, if you have a subtle way of making him slightly more pleasant, I uh, wouldn't be opposed to that. <laughs> Congratulations, you just gave Charlie tacit approval to erase Higgs' block. He doesn't mean it, Charlie. He doesn't mean it. Only unsubtle methods would work with something like Hick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mag just <laughs> trudges off, looking like the weight of this world is on his shoulders. <laughs> That's why so you go so in. Squat. You, you meet up with uh, Arden's uh, employees and Eleanor. They take him off your hands. Um, and I'm assuming you're shoving JB onto them as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How does that conversation go exactly? Oh, um, by the way, here's a child. Uh, uh I, I don't know the specifics of the, uh, s- the situation, but Arden took it upon himself to take this child under his care. But obviously, uh, Arden's unconscious at the moment, but the boy's been real shaken up, and uh, Arden did save his life, so... At the very least, uh, he'll feel more comfortable near his savior for a while. We'll see if we can't find a more permanent solution, assuming Arden doesn't have an idea. Eleanor just kind of little teary-eyed, nods and takes the kid by the hand and introduces himself. You see her like just look over his shoulder and mouth thank you to you, Magnesium. Hi. <laughs> that was the royal we. We won't do anything. There. <laughs> <laughs> now you have a little bit of a dilemma. You have a prisoner who's unconscious in your vehicle. She's nice and hidden away. Yeah. But the vehicle will. Not every area of the ship is vehicle accessible. A good portion of it is because it is a giant ship. Um, but you. Most. The number of vehicles in the interior of the ship is definitely on the smaller end. So you might be noticed if you drive. Uh, but conversely, walking around with an unconscious chick, probably equally noticeable. But if you have another method of transport that I am unaware of, by all means. Uh, duffel well, bag? That's I was going to say, we could fold her up and put her in a duffel bag and, and make a carrier. Or, but, you know, we do have that little pre-rift jeep which should be a little less conspicuous in the ship, right? Or is it yeah, just... that's that's what I was assuming you were driving. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like the take up to the city, taking her in through the gate. Yeah, like the there's the number of vehicles in the ship itself. While they're not restricted, they are they tend to be smaller, and there's just less people driving in there because you never know when your road in quotation marks will run out. If somebody uh, decide to throw up a you know a prefab building in the way. Yeah, my intention, uh, so here's my plan, and what do you guys think, you know, uh, 
we drive through the gate, get into the city in the vehicle. That way we can pass the guard checkpoint. Uh, and then we park the vehicle where nobody's, you know, in, a, in an inconspicuous place, you know, a parking garage or something like that. Uh, and bundle her up into something. Uh, Mag can now easily carry her. Uh, so that's not a problem. We just need to be able to move because some of these directions seem complicated. We probably can't take the vehicle to the actual location. Looks like we got to go through some weird twists and turns, you know? Sounds good to uh, me. Mags, you can give me a common knowledge check real quick if you want. Oh, goodness. Uh, with a minus one. With a minus one? Oh, damn you. That's a seven. Uh, so, yeah, you're looking at the instructions again. You have a good guess where some of this area is, and yeah, you realize getting the vehicle to there. While there are some freight-sized elevators that could carry vehicles, um, getting the vehicle directly from point A to point B would be highly conspicuous, so your plan's a pretty solid one in your mind. All right. <laughs> so, weekend at Bernie's it is. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, then. Perfect. Um... So unless you have a, a different manner of going about it, I'm going to need just a stealth check for the group, but I am open to any other suggestions if you can think of another plan or skill that would better encompass what you intend to do to kind of stay hidden and not draw attention to yourselves. Or to draw attention, but to different things than the unconscious lady. I, right. I'm perfectly fine with just a straight-up stealth check. Do you want, is it going to be like a one roll for the whole group, or do you want yep, everybody so to end? One okay. roll so everybody else can assist with whatever skills they'd like. Ha-ha! Yay! Can uh, I assist with psionics have, but not spend any points? I have a d6 uh, in stealth. No, Does if anybody gonna, beat that? If you're going to use psionics, you have to use a power, Will. Okay. I have a d4 in stealth. But remember, okay. you can assist with whatever you want. Can I assist yeah. with survival as we're just doing directions? As long as you have a good way to justify it. Uh, so who's going to be the primary? I'll do. I'll be the primary. Okay. So whoever okay. would like to assist, tell me how you're doing, whatever you're doing, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I'm just going to spend my time telling everybody where the shadows are, how to get to them quickly and efficiently. And how to hug corners. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to use persuasion uh, during the guard check. Uh, one of them, one of the guards seems particularly interested, but I just act really cute and keep drawing their attention. I like it, because they are a little bit extra thorough with the vehicle. Or it's going to fire uh, rounds um, anytime it looks like people are paying attention to us to draw attention away from us, just by shooting into the crowd. Sounds great. Uh, Ward will be rolling a combat. The rest of you can keep going. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye, Ward. We'll catch up uh, so with you later, Ward. Charlie yeah. is super adorable, so he gives you a plus two, so you're at three of the possible four, so Ward could bring it home and get you a full plus four. Uh, yeah, Ward is just, you know, he's fairly uh, good at small unit tactics, especially since his most recent role has had him focused on it, so he will just... Uh, kind of help keep everybody in formation and uh you know make sure that nobody's uh, there's no blind spots uh so we don't get caught off guard so he's going like to battle he oof crit failed <laughs> <laughs> you lose ward in the crowd at some point these guys get separated okay. all right Good. let's see you later ward hope you come back uh 
sober. And uh, so Mag will roll at a, pl- a plus one, I guess, or uh, is it plus, plus three. two. You got mm-hmm. two from Charlie and one from Tess. So. Dude, did we bring Yusha with us? Uh, I originally told Yusha to stay, but if uh, Masuki wanted her to come, then she no, can no, be no. there. Either way. I'm completely good with her staying. I was just trying yeah. to come up with a way for her to use her stealth also if she was there. But now I'm good with mm. her staying. Yeah, she is the stealthiest of all the extras. Uh, what'd you say it was at, Jason? Uh, plus three, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Okay, I thought I uh, had a negative because it's Ward. My bad. No, you just... Oh, oh yeah, actually, you do, because crit failed. Yeah. Uh, so, just a plus one. Okay. Thanks. So, at a plus one, that's fine. I will I will burn some bennies on this roll, guys. No, nope. oh, not ma- you need it. Never mind. None Fire. needed. Eleven. <laughs> I, I haven't spent a benny tonight, because I haven't needed to re-roll anything. Because yeah. we have So, it, it takes a while, because you are going a very convoluted place. Charlie, you're familiar with some of the locations you pass through, like the more out-of-the-way spots. Uh, you do kind of bump into several different groups, territories. Uh, but finally you make it to a place kind of medium length up the ship, farther in a tucked away area, kind of hidden behind some bulkhead that didn't look like it was passable. And you get to the, like, the spot and you, you know, type in Harris on the keypad. Door opens with a whisper of like a sealed container. It's fairly dark. Looks like there's a small kind of like blue light off in the corner. Otherwise, it's a shadowy, empty room, as best you can see outside. What are we doing here, boss? Uh, we needed someplace uh, better than our base to store the prisoner. This is some place that Rogar has, has lined up for us. Why do we need to store her? She's our well, friend. Uh, she's not. She tried to kill us earlier today. She's definitely not our friend. Well, that person doesn't exist anymore. What? What do you mean, Charlie? Well, I thought if we tried to interrogate her, she'd probably light uh, one of our friends on fire. And so in order to make sure that didn't happen, I made her somebody else named Carly, my friend. Uh, As you guys are having this conversation in front of this open bulkhead, you uh, hear a very quiet voice just kind of filter out from the room. In such a way where you really can't pinpoint it, like which part of the room it's coming from. Jesus, are you all a bunch of morons? We gave you stealthy instructions to find your way here without attracting attention, and you're having a goddamn conversation in the middle of the room. At least right. walk in here before you start talking. <laughs> Meg drags her in. Sets down the bundle. Uh. Give me a notice roll, Mag. And uh, you can can you see in the dark? I forgot if you have implants for that. I don't need implants for that. I am a dwarf. Then yes, no penalty for darkness. Just give me a I, notice roll if you would. Yeah. I ignore dim and dark penalties. Uh, notice is the skill that I have there. That's a success. Are you sticking with the five? Pose? It okay. is a pose. Are you sticking with it? I will. Uh, I'll re-roll it. Why not? Uh, that's an 11. Wow. Thanks to a line. Uh, let's see if the wild die. Yeah, you, as soon as you step in, you realize there's somebody, like, on the other side of the door, like, uh, door frame, like, off to your left, and maybe it's the smell of gun oil, but you know they have a weapon drawn and pointed at you. 
How welcoming. Can't be too careful. You're a dwarf, huh? You say that, but you haven't met my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> All of you get inside quick. I feel oh, like I have to double back and you type the password in the keypad to open the door. Okay. I thought uh thought it was gonna be a spoken one. I was nope. gonna make him say it at the same time. <laughs> Draw my but own weapon. A very not a script kind of human male. Might be in his twenties, maybe he's in his thirties. Very just bland and kind of unremarkable. Other than the fact that he has a fairly powerful little handgun. Kind of brushes past you, closes the door. But as it's closing, I'll be back in a few minutes. Just want to make sure you weren't followed. And you're alone in this room. The dim light in the corner does kind of, as your eyes acclimate, those of you that need to, uh, can make out like a little cot, a bucket, like a uh, pair of manacles. This will be very upsetting for Carly. I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, yeah. Uh,. I'm going to need to know more about what you mean that she's uh, a different person now. Well, I basically gave her my memories. I just kind of changed them a little bit. Wait, so she knows everything you know now? No. I left out a lot of stuff, but like mm -hmm. she has my experience with being imprisoned in a place like this, kind of. And me getting her out, and then us hanging out in Marl all the time, eating hot dogs and stuff. And then today, to be fair, she... Charlie, uh, this place is nothing like the lab where you were imprisoned. Yeah, but tomatoes yeah, but this is like or whatever. Like <laughs> being captured in a small, dark place isn't fun for anybody. Hey, man, don't yuck somebody's yum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the bad. I'm the problem here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you did eradicate all free will and destroy somebody's life, but at least she's not. She a murdered an entire family of farmers, most of which were children, named Jip. I, I have no sympathy for her. <clears throat> sorry, let me say that in character. She murdered an entire <laughs> family of farmers, most of which were children named Jeb, one of which I was actually fond of. I well, have I no think, sympathy for her. I think technically I like spiritually or metaphorically killed that person. So, Well, physically she's still here, and if there's any information that she still has, we need it. Is there more lives at stake? I don't and, uh, know what's gonna happen if people start pointing out inconsistencies in the framework I set up in her mind. I've never done this. I think I've only done it to myself, and I'm not even sure if I've done that. So have you wiped your own mind? Well, my life was really hard before I met y'all. So I think in order to, like, you know, be happy, sometimes I had to you know, they'd try to, like, you know, indoctrinate me to do stuff, I think, before I escaped. So, I think in order to, like, maintain, like, a sense of self, I had to not be a self sometimes. Kind of weird to say that, but... Charlie, you should know that sometimes the brightness and cheeriness of your voice masks the sheer sadness that your existence carries. Yeah, I know. 
It's disconcerting. Oh, I'm sorry to assert you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just know that uh, you've got a family now. You don't have to yeah, rewrite your memories anymore. It's great. I love you. And I love you. And maybe I'll love Carly. I don't know. But I thought I should give her the same chance because I don't know what her story is, you know, or was. Mag connects to the local network and is searching for therapists. <laughs> you do not have network access to this part of the ship. Damn it. <laughs> Such good security. Oh. Uh, after a few more minutes, you hear the door whisper open. Well, you may be all a bunch of talkative fools, but at least you know how to cover your tracks. Looks like you weren't followed. How come she's not handcuffed yet? Don't need them. I think we should go. Can we go, Max? We can go now. She's yours now, although I don't know how much of her mind will remain. I Can we go with her? I don't want to leave her here. She needs to stay here, Charlie. I understand that you do she's realize your friend that now, but... Our mutual friend spent a lot of resources to get this location at I... great personal risk to himself. Which and myself and me, yeah, you risked my life too. So you ain't walking out of here with that asset. I have no intention of taking her, but don't threaten me like that. It's not a threat, old man. It's simply the reality of the world you live in. And he gr- picks the girl up, puts her on the bed, and you know, handcuffs her. <laughs> Let's go. Mysterious sir, be nice to Carly because she can kill you with her brain. He ignores you completely. Follow Mags out. I don't like that asshole. Alright. So, Uh, unless you're stopping off somewhere, I imagine you go back to the base. Man, I feel like there was something we needed to do. I can't remember, though. Wasn't me. Yeah, no, we're going back to the base. Alright. Time to load up. We need to get out of town. So you've looked into Laredo a little bit. Um, Arden told you that that's where you had to go. Mm-hmm. He did give you a map. How, how accurate it is will be remain to be seen. But Laredo is 600 miles south and uh, west of here. <laughs> it's pretty much on the border of Mexico. It's going to be the longest, one of the longer trips any of you have actually taken. I mean, actually, no, I take that back. You guys have all traveled a decent bit. It's the longest trip any of you have taken in a while. And the last time you went just a few days from here, it didn't end great. Fair. So what kind of there are but there are locations and towns along the way. So even though if you're run out of storage space for supplies, you should be okay. Uh, any special things you want to pick up before going on this voyage? I just need to sleep. It's my only goal. Well, we're gonna fast forward a couple days, so I imagine you'll it'll okay. take at least a day or two to get everything ready, so you can get rid of your fatigue, restore your power points. But yeah, what what else? What are you packing? Who all is going with? I'm assuming everybody. 
Yeah, everybody's going this time. I mean, but then bear in mind you need food for what eight people. Yeah, lots of food. So we're just basically packing a lot of provisions there. Uh, Are you find any extra eclipse? Any trying yeah. to top up any ammo? Pick up any special gear? Speak now or forever hold your peace, because. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. If even if you go to Laredo, find your plane in an hour, and turn around, and walk back, you're probably gonna be gone at least a month. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely gonna, uh, you know, recharge all the clips and stuff. Uh, see if I can't. Well, actually, I have a fuck ton of clips because I have like thirteen fucking uh, weapons that we're not actually using. All of which this have is clips. True. They're all the same weapon that the it's the same model rifle. I just have fifteen of them. Also, any last minute things you want to like do to secure your compound? I mean, obviously, Barati's not coming with you. You could ask him to maintain his watch on it. I'm sure he would. Yeah, I understand. He's got other things that I mean, he won't be able to be there full time. But I'll just make him aware that we're going to be gone for at least a month and. uh just to keep an eye out also to let him know that the reclaimers may or may not come to do something i don't know exactly how the process of signing everything over there is going you might want to take care of that before you go <clears throat> yeah i definitely need to get that if if there's still something i need to do with that then i need that done before we go that way the shop is still here when we get back you can Most basically give them the equivalent of like a power of attorney. Yeah. Would be the only thing you could really do and just trust they don't misuse it. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm putting fucking A. When you talk to them about because that, I'm you not willing them to about... sell out to the Commerce Guild, I'm basically giving our place to the reclaimers on the hopes that we can get it back when this is all settled. Uh when you contact them and get make sure that's all taken care of do you mention anything about you know your fellow reclaimer arden being almost killed <laughs> yeah that i would have i would cut i would tell them i i would like to think that i would have told them like on that first day after everything else was settled uh, yeah there's a lot of hoopla about that people are angry yeah and they're gonna make sure they and keep somebody from the group at his bedside until he's recovered i will share my suspicions with uh, Copernicus that I believe that someone in the city is aiding these bandits but I don't have any proof yet it's kind of the mindset where the way he sees it you know theories are great they need proof and evidence and testing so yeah thank you for sharing your theory we'll look into it but until such time we have actual proof exactly. it's not a priority yeah, no, I just, I wanted him to know about the possibility. And at this point, I, I'm like, I'm gaslighted myself. I'm not sure if I have any reason to believe that or if this is just a hunch that Justin has. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember if there was anything that actually pointed toward possible collusion or if I made that assumption. I think the only real, I hesitate, hesitate to use the word evidence, is the fact that that bandit group attacked you on the most opportune yeah. route, leaving Pine Box, heading towards Morrow. Yeah, they definitely Somebody had advanced knew knowledge of our route. Now, could they have observed not, yeah. you in your four days meandering around, chasing your own ass and followed you? Maybe. 
but you probably would have detected them. Mm-hmm. So it's highly likely they had some knowledge about your route. Yeah, couple that with the fact they have a commerce guild, uh, trade pass. Uh, yeah, these are all things that they could, like a skilled group, could acquire this information without assistance. But yeah, it certainly would be easier though if there was someone on the inside. Yeah. And I've seen the skill level of most of this group, and they don't really seem like they're good enough to do it on their own. Assuming they are the same group. I think they every bandit is the same group. Remember, the Pecos Empire is full of warlords and bandits. Yes, but all bandits are one. It's well, all bandits are one. Of bandits. The do I need to start using fun. different tokens for them just so you can look at them <laughs> as individuals? Because I will. I can, can't. I think so one. Just like all, like all frightened are earnest. Yeah, all frightened civilians are earnests. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alright, so other than food and refueling weapons, what else are you last chance to pick up anything you may need for this journey? Take Anybody got a wish list? And my medallion. I mean, do you want to pack a therapist? <laughs> I think you it probably might hire be a bit one. late. I think it might be a bit late. <laughs> yeah, might be too late. The fees would be exorbitant, but you could probably hire one. Mag buys a book on like uh, therapy for dummies and get, hands it to to Karis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you call me a dummy boss? <laughs> Sorry, it was the only one they had in the duck. Sorry, it was the only one in the discount bargain bin. <laughs> Mag's not gonna pay for a book. <laughs> All right, going once. Going twice. Last chance for any last minute purchases or things you need to do or say. No, they're all dead. Alright. So you spend the next couple days getting your affairs in order. Uh, Arden does contact you after he wakes up. He's not sure. Like, when he's talking to you, he's clearly doped up. Like, on, on some good medication. It mostly just comes out as a thank you is the only thing you can really get. Uh, he really can't go into too much detail about what happened. What little he can t- kind of mutter out kind of coincides with what JB said. That they, he was teaching the kid how to basically charge these PPE batteries when they were attacked. So. Uh, none of your other real NPC contacts have any information. Rogar says that they haven't got anything out of the girl. Other than the fact that she is friends with your employee Charlie. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that's a lie. That is most likely a side effect of uh, Charlie's uh, mental manipulation of her. She was quite ah. a dangerous opponent. We'll keep talking to her, but she keeps giving the same sad story about being a lab rat <clears throat> joining your force. She's given a very detailed description of your compound. Oh my god. And she keeps asking for hot dogs. Other than that, I'm not sure. <laughs> and she also has no idea about her her surname, how old she is. Well, we'll keep looking. Your man, Charlie, may be more dangerous than even the council assumes. Aye, uh, he is the big gun. I'm in somewhat of a dilemma, Flint. 
This is information that I believe should be known to the counselors. But at the same time, I can't trust them. So I'll trust you to keep your men in line. Well, that's a good call. It might be. Or I might be trusting somebody with a nuclear weapon that and they have no real care to control. So, please don't make me regret this decision. Works for me, Rogar. Are you letting him know you're leaving town for a while? Aye. Yeah, because we're Safe journey. in contact about that. and uh, Hopefully um, I'll have some news for you when you return. Try not to burn the place down before I get back. <laughs> well, I'm the biggest group of gasoline-soaked rags are leaving. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, oh, Jesus. This place is so fucked up that he's gonna blame... He's gonna put that on us. He, he does laugh after he says it. <laughs> oh yeah, I got it as a joke, but still. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that burster thought she could throw fire. <laughs> I'll definitely keep an eye out on the roads leaving town. See if anybody follows you. I won't be able to reach you to warn you, but we can at least see if your enemies show themselves and their eagerness to come after you. Oh, acting as bait. I wish I could say this was my first mission like that, but, uh... Hopefully it won't be your last. Yeah. Well... Godsp- <sighs> Godspeed, Flint. Yeah. Over and out, Rogar. Alright, as you assemble your big guns, you head off. So, I've decided to kind of do a simplified version of the travel rules. I just used the simple travel rules in the book. I drew an encounter card for every day. Uh, Every time it's a face card of a certain suit, something happens. So the first day goes by pretty uneventful. You're just not even really trying to find specific landmarks just we're heading south is the sun on our east or west great let's go south pass by you know small villages you get past the outskirts day two though you run into some enemies so what we're gonna do I'm gonna let one of you decide what you're fighting and then we will do a quick one roll and combat encounter which works basically just kind of like a skill check you pick what skill you're using narrate how you're using it in this fight if you succeed, congratulations, you don't take too much damage. If you fail or crit fail, you might walk away with some wounds. So, uh, Justin, what do you guys run into out there in the uh, two days away from Marl? Oh, let's see, we're headed south, Marl. And just bear in mind the fiction, this would be something that would potentially cause you guys harm. So, you'll most yeah, likely just yeah. walk all over it, but there is the chance somebody could get hurt. Oh, what are those things? Feel free to make uh, shit up, it's Rift's Earth, man. Just make yeah, work. that's true. Uh, I don't know, what about... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, spiders. Oh, I like, I've always been a fan of ether spiders, so like some phase spider type creatures, you know? Some God, mega God. damage, diamond skinned, uh, blinking spiders. Oh my God. Yeah. So who fucked up and, and, or who is the group blaming for this? 
nobody. They blink in and out of existence. They're but it's not like you know runners. somebody's like I have to stop and pee. Like Higgs had to go take a deuce. Somebody wanted to have lunch under that shady tree over there. It was so inviting. <laughs> I blame Higgs. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it was just the middle of the road, all of a sudden, empty, d- dry, kind of prairie, and then boom, spiders the size of motorcycles start phasing in and attacking. Yes, I like that, but we could still blame Hig. Uh, I absolutely yeah. do. That we so yeah, you guys are just driving along, Masuki, like you're not looking forward to spending two weeks in the Glitter Girl, but it's only day two, so you're not really hurting too bad at the moment. When, out of nowhere, sensors erupt... You're surrounded by about half a dozen of these giant spider-ish looking things. So we're going to do a quick encounter. If I can find it. Basically, from what I remember, you can choose your skill. It doesn't have to be a combat skill, but obviously those would be useful. Uh, You'll roll, narrate. If you succeed, congratulations. You're going to make it through this fight without getting hurt. If you fail, you'll take a wound. If you critically fail, D4. And if you're in a vehicle, the vehicle will take a wound. Don't let Clark roll. (laughs) Uh, We'll do a group roll for the extras. Okay. Yeah, they'll just use a shooting group roll as they lay down suppressive fire and covering fire. And I'll let you decide if they take a wound or crit. If they take a critical failure, you can... I won't have you... If, they, if you get a critical failure on that roll, it'll only kill one of them. Right. <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm not going to make you... Kill all of them. Right. Not, or I, even, yeah, I'm not going to make you disperse that D4 amongst the group. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can throw it all on one person. And you can even use Yusha to take the first wound. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Maybe she's feeling extra brave and want to make a name for herself, which kind of would be fitting. So, whoever would like to go first could make any kind of skill check. Like I said, just narrate how you're doing stuff. And no PowerPoints or anything to be spent. Obviously, if you use ammo, though, that's limited, you will use that. But I may give you a bonus to roll if it's something appropriate. Uh, Somebody think of something they're going to do to fight these spiders off and make a roll for me. Yeah, so I'll just start with the extras and do a group roll, a group shooting roll for them. Uh, and I'll let Ward run this, the tap of that. Uh, but basically, yeah, Ward just, like, has them all sticking guns out the door, and, uh, Hig is, like, grabbing everybody to make sure they don't get thrown out, because, uh, Mag is doing donuts through these spiders in the Mountaineer. And, and yeah, and also the spiders can phase through the Mountaineer. <laughs> yeah, so Hig is, like, covering everybody's backs while they're just shooting out into this group. I like uh, it. Uh, so I would imagine you're gonna take your best shooter, and then, uh... Yeah. Ward will roll. Oh, and okay. thank God he didn't crit. He almost did crit fail though. Now a failure does mean somebody takes a wound, which yeah. metagame wise, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Ward is like you know focused on like pointing out fires, angle of fires. Hig is covering everybody uh, as best he can, and Yusha is as usual being held out of the fray, which you know it's starting to chafe on her. So when a Higgs got his back turned, dealing with two spiders at once, and another one phases in between him and Ward, Yusha jumps out in front of that spider and takes a stab wound to the shoulder, uh, but saves Ward's life. I like it. All right, uh, Tess or Will? Uh, and obviously, Justin, you'll have to roll for Mag as well. Yeah. 
going to attempt to uh, play a little bit of laser tag over here. Laser tag. Hopefully, I hit them before they phase out. Not today. Oh, you got five in the wild, though. That's a success. Yep. So, yeah, you start lighting them up. You're hesitating, waiting, timing it, some of them getting the pattern down. Hole one right through its bug face. (laughs) Killing it instantly as it's, like, clawing its way through the mountaineer. Charlie? Can I still smell them when they're phased out of reality? Like, are they going through different dimensions, or are they just sort of becoming... I'm gonna say no, you can't smell them when they're out of reality there. Okay. Using the D&D equivalent of the ethereal plane. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna use psionics. I'm gonna make uh, copies of ourselves uh, to give them bad targets, um, which makes them vulnerable so other people can follow up. I like it. Bum, bum, bum. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's a 10. Very nice. All right, yeah, once and you... then... Yeah, go ahead, Justin. Uh, yeah, so while this is all, they're all doing that, Maggie is literally like doing donuts, spinning around, slapping the, using his most powerful weapon, the Mountaineer. Mountaineer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a uh, plus two is an 11, so. Yeah. Success and a raise. Nice. Alright, so narratively, anybody that got a raise, you got out of this scot free. Uh, anybody just got a regular success would take bumps and bruises but since this is the only combat encounter of the day no worries but yeah so Tess like you outside the mountaineer once you start lasering some of these you become like the primary target and as you're like going toe to toe with them hand to hand with the sword fighting off like five of them they do kind of start rattling you around knocking you on your ass a bit nothing breaches the armor but like you're definitely getting shooken around a little bit before you manage to cleave them in twain and pick yourself back up. And as you're like on your hands and knees, you're looking up and there's still one that's left alive coming down on you when Mag's just like Woof. basically does what he did to the juicer. Exact same thing. He, he's like sticking his thumb out the window <laughs> smiling at you. And then, But instead of like the windshield getting covered in red, it gets covered in blue spider goo. Yeah, yeah I'm assuming... <laughs> Yusha is injured, but Charlie can heal, so we're fine. Does All right. Hig take a trophy? No. <laughs> he has been told that he's not allowed to. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> now he will bitch if somebody else does. Hig actually does come up to Mag while we're, <clears throat> while we're all taking a break one evening. He's bitching about these pyramids. Hig not like pyramids. Make punch different. Punch not work. And Mag's just kind of like, oh, I'll see what I can do. But he's thumbing through a weapons magazine, and he comes across a picture of an impact hammer. And, you know, then somebody opens the Mountaineer door, and a little light comes on, and it just happens to be right above his head. (laughs) We'll see what that turns into in the future. You probably won't need it, but Justin, take a Benny. (laughs) Thank you. All right. Several more days pass. You're nearing the end of your first week when, once again, the dangers of Rift's Earth rear their ugly heads. You did draw an enemy encounter on day seven. What are we fighting this time, gang? Uh, you guys don't want me to start speaking up. I'm thinking, like, gargoyles and shit. Uh, gargoyles is actually what I was going to say the first time. That's so funny <laughs> that you said that. That's what I was trying to remember, and then I remembered, but then you said spiders, and I thought that was cooler, because... 
I read a book about these spiders that were super awesome. They were aliens. But anyway. See, I was going to say Nazi penguins, but hey. I mean, Nazi penguins like sounds Nazi fun. Penguins. There are literally no wrong answers. It is Rift's Earth. Anything is possible. <laughs> I like I like Nazi pe- yeah. penguins with laser cyber eyes. I can dig it. It's weird. Like, you're, you're driving <laughs> along, and then, like... As the you're starting to now pay more attention to the map, uh, try to make sure you're orienting yourself right. Uh, you've stopped at a couple little towns here and there to replenish supplies, and like the they did warn you that there was a a leyline nexus not too far away to the south. Just be careful as you skirt around it. Uh, fortunately, even as far as away as, as you can get, you're still close enough where it sends a sends a shiver down your spine when the dark night rips open and a big blue light flashes about two miles to your east and then a bunch of like old school like World War II era bomber planes come flying out of the sky <laughs> with like a penguin face and swastika painted on them <laughs> and you are attacked by a small horde of the 51st Tuxedo Brigade <laughs> it's weird it's hair raising People might die. Let's see some how you how you get out of this one. Because you will be harried by their bombers and their Luftwaffe. Luftwaffe. <laughs> okay. Somebody else go while I'm thinking about what the extras are gonna do in this particular situation. And at first you're just like, okay, no problem. But then you start seeing the soldiers. They're awfully short. You thought it was a trick of the light or a, a trick of distance and the darkness. <laughs> no, they're they're goddamn these weird little like black and white bird people. God. And they don't so, have guns, so you're like, oh, it should be fine. And then their eyes glow red in the darkness, and laser beams come at you guys by the scores. Like, <laughs> so they have ground forces and air forces? Yes, you. it's like... This, <laughs> they're uh, parachuters. They're, Basically, this, this, this probably opened... This, this rift opened up onto like probably an active battlefield. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So yeah, I think that uh, what Masuki would do would try and do a two-for-one. By like crossing her her arms over her chest while extending a sword, leap into the air while swinging my arms akimbo to try and cut a few down, and then trying to superhero land on top. Of them. <laughs> awesome! Let's see that fight roll. I'll take that eight. S- success of the race. Yeah, you exactly said. You're leaping into the air. You superhero land. You got like one pin to the ground. You see his little flipper with its little red armband. Like, kind of twitch and move up at you, and it starts speaking in a language you've never heard. Justin, you may add, roll to add German to your. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it. Come on, Mad D6. What'd I get? A one. one. Oh, I don't learn German, especially not Nazi penguin German. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a dialect that you are unfamiliar with. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so Tess, Masuki's making out of this. Scott free, no bumps and bruises. She equates herself as the complete badass warrior we know and love. What about the rest of the gang, though? Are we getting hurt? Are we crit failing and taking some real damage? Hope not. Are we losing an extra? Who's uh, up? I'm gonna use psionics. Um, I've been learning that uh, machines have minds too. All they say is yes and no, and so I just say no a lot. See what happens. Nice. Success. You're writing zeros. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna make one of the. Uh, planes malfunction and hopefully crash into a field of penguins on the ground. Wild. It works similarly to what you think. <laughs> like, you definitely make that plane crash, and you're like, yeah, I did it! And then you're like, 
do I have depth perception? As that plane it's like gets larger <laughs> and it crashes a little too close for comfort. Um, you're not injured per se, but the heat um, and the explosion is enough to even pierce your mega damage armor and just kind of rattle you a bit. You take some bumps and bruises, but otherwise you're fine. And it's a demoralizing blow for the, the penguin Nazi supremacists. <laughs> but you know what? Who gives a shit about their morale? They are evil. <laughs> Love wins. Mags and the uh, extras. Uh, this is a wild enough combat that it takes a little while, so Mag pulls off to some, like, you know, semi-covered yeah. area there and sets up a mobile... Uh, headquarters essentially for our side of this war and um the extras all roll out and they begin uh setting up these sniper posts and stealth missions as they're preparing uh mag is going to provide cover to everybody by jamming all the planes hopefully to and all their different electronics hopefully providing enough interference that it takes a few of them out and uh and provides cover for the extras as they go on their stealth mission so. Especially because I mentioned there was a town nearby, so you, you're saving them from mm-hmm. being overrun. All right, so Mag rolls electronics. It's a plus two, so that's actually a success at a raise, and I won't re-roll because there's no need. Yeah, so you're safe in your little command post, although it was tricky at first because the technology level here seems to be like it makes pre-Rifts technology look ancient. <laughs> like it... You're almost confused by how simple it was to actually jam it. Like, you didn't think that... It was just... Yeah, it was just, like, so rudimentary technology, you had to, like, dial it back a bit. But, yeah, you start jamming their radar, because that's what they're using, primitive radar. Mm -hmm. Jamming their their short-range radios and sowing chaos as your troops go out in the night to defend that nameless little village you, you passed. Yep. And then so Ward sets up uh, like on a little ridge or maybe on top of the Mountaineer if it's the highest point, pulls out his uh, multi-optic scope, starts commanding everybody over the radio, and he's basically like directing each of them. But Yusha is the ghost that they all follow as she shows them that while they've got her beat in many areas, this is her wheelhouse. And so they are going to (laughs) stealth throughout the field and take out key vantage points until such time as the enemy retreats or is just all dead. Uh, and that is a success. Yep. Uh, so, but no yeah, with, with, without bells, she's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and throughout the night, these Nazi penguins learned the true meaning of terror as a <laughs> small group of super-powered hyper-technology people annihilate them by the, the hundreds. Now, maybe a penguin soldier will survive and make his way to the coalition where he'll fit right in. <laughs> but the immediate area of the Pecos Empire is free of the Nazi penguin scourge. <laughs> These guys and, are going to come back to haunt us. And I blame you, Will. <laughs> hey, I'm dropping all the hunting plot threads today. Very <laughs> <Nice>. proud. <laughs> Alright, so after the great battle that rages most of the night, you make your way further south. Uh, about another four days go by, and you come across an obstacle in your way. What's what's causing you guys trouble? Is it geographic? Is it personal? Are tempers flaring? Somebody decide what is actually in your guys' way and preventing you from moving forward. It's the ghost, man. Alright, so the armor's right. flaring up. What do you think? 
Works for me. It would definitely yeah, stop me from moving forward. Fucking ghost. God damn it. We gotta All do right. a seance uh, prayer ritual. So I have some ideas of what I could do, but I'd rather you guys come up with something. So what skill check are you gonna do to overcome this problem? So I'm asking you to define the problem a little more and decide how you're solving it. Oh, I feel like since it's gonna stop us from moving forward, maybe it just locks up the legs. It refuses <laughs> to move? I like it. I'd like to use intimidation as I try to yell at uh, Masuki's armor. Uh, you could try that. It's not going to be easy. Uh, there's other skill checks you could try as well, but basically you as a group decide what the skill is going to oh. be, and then somebody can make that check and everybody else can support. It's just a single check? Yep, single check. So we could try to do some sort of a cultish thing. I don't know if anybody's good at that. I don't have any I'm cult. pretty sure nobody is. Uh, we could try to do some sort of electronic-y thing. That's what I was thinking. I know a couple of us are good at that. I don't know if Charlie has anything that he could use to to support there. I, I think he could still go with his intimidation bark to support somebody on the electronics <laughs> track. Because you all, at least, the th- I don't know if you've shared it with the rest of your team, but the three of you know there is something weird going on with that armor <laughs> yeah. that is not natural. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not the extras know that there's potentially a ghost at play. Well, you should know. Yeah, she knows, but she's keeping her mouth shut. It's better for her that way. Yep. So, yeah, I'm fine with electronics, as it is clearly... uh, There is a physical, real-world component for why it's not working, so you can definitely do a diagnostic, spend a good part of a day working on it, trying to get it back up and running. Uh So, anybody who's going to be your primary, I'm going to assume mags, but... Unless he's just, like, tired of showing off and wants somebody else to do it. <laughs> he can show off. That's fine with me. Yeah. Okay uh, with so it. anybody who would like to support, decide how you're doing it, and throw a skill out there. I mean, yep. for me, super... Oh. Jesus God, 18. Give that man a hand. Give Jesus Christ. Well, well, he doesn't get a hand, but the, the klaxons blare, <laughs> and he gets a triple ace... Card. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Ah, there's the noise. I couldn't remember what it was. What did I get? I got dressed to kill. (laughs) Your hero dresses (laughs) up, is on for the night, or is otherwise far more attractive or personable than usual. (laughs) Plus two year persuasion rolls for the duration of the current scene. Charlie skinned one of the Nazi penguins and made a tuxedo. Oh my my god, I was imagining that he actually more like put on a hot dog costume. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Guess we'll see what happens when he actually plays it. Uh, Yeah, so So, as I'm screaming at the machine, um, I will cross over and I will fucking swallow you and shit you out like him does to everything he sees. And, uh, yeah, it works for whatever reason. Uh, that's the full plus four. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no point in anybody else rolling. <laughs> so. Okay. We'll go with electronics. This is a plus six as, uh, uh, Mag, uh, plugs into the armor and, uh, sets up a redundant loop in the, uh, in the circuitry to, uh, try to curtail the freedom of this roving spirit to try to, like, Basically, create a uh, fuck. What do they call it? The ghostbustery thing. It's a ghost trap. 
Yeah, but it, it had a thing. It has a specific field name. I can't remember it. Oh, well. Either way, he's going to set up... He's going to use the current of the electricity running throughout the suit to try to create, like, a containment field hmm. to limit the movements of this ghost and prevent it from fucking with the legs for now, at least. For how long that holds, only time will tell. I'll, I'll re-roll that. Uh, so, that'd be a 12... Nope, a 16 total. Yeah. Which I believe is enough to earn you a card. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I spent one today too, so it's not even a waste. What mm-hmm. did I get? I got riled up. I call your hero causes plus two damage for each wound he has in this encounter. Wounds count whether they were suffered previously or after this card is played. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, good... Charlie, you're firmly convinced it was your stern warning that fixed it. Meg, I'm currently fr- convinced that Same. it was his stern warning. <laughs> Is it a coincidence that once he did that, everything started going back to normal? Or was it just, you know, your wonderful skill at, at techniques, yeah, in electronics and setting up a, an EM field? I think we'll it was a little know. bit of teamwork. I, I, I built a perfect trap. Charlie intimidated the ghost into going into it willingly. I'm just saying. All right. I the next give day, a look like <laughs> Higgs is asleep. He doesn't care what Charlie says. Or does. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, we're stopping. Then I'm going to lay out and enjoy the sun and take a nap on top of the, the mountain here. <laughs> The next day, uh, <laughs> a good part of that day was wasted trying to get the, the suit back operational. But maybe it helped out. Um, because the next day you come across what looks like a caravan that was attacked. Um, and had you been down here, you might have got caught in the crossfire. Or if you, or maybe you would have already passed this area before they passed through, before the attack. You don't find any survivors, don't find any real like noteworthy trails to follow. But hey, you do find some some recovered booty, some treasure. Some Tess, treasure. roll three d eight for me. Oh, how scary! <clears throat> this is one of those times when you want to roll low, Tess. Roll really low. Oop. <laughs> or no. Uh, no. All told, no, that's you perfect. You actually wanted to roll high. I just, <laughs> I, I had, to, I, I told you to roll low, knowing that it would work the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys find about 15,000 credits worth of, um, just general goods, like pre-rifts, like media, uh, some nice. precious metals, uh, and all in all, it's not overly large, like it's, must have been missed by the people that raided this, uh, so it doesn't take up too much storage space. Perfect. As you guys pulled a treasure card on that day. Dun, dun, dun. Write that in there, too. Oh, also, you guys each got uh, one, two. Each of you got a thousand credits. Yay, and, money! Uh, from uh, from the bandits. I just I forgot to tell you all about oh. that earlier. You think you're heading in the right direction. Uh, you should make Laredo sometime in the next three or four days. Uh, the day after you find the treasure, you come across a random stranger. Mm. So who would like to describe who this stranger is? And uh, what do you guys talk about? What? Uh, okay. Random stranger, huh? 
if nobody is leaping at the chance to do this, I will say the person that does this will get a free Benny for their next session. Oh, that's sweet. What if we just collab? Bro, you can collab. Then you can, if you guys collab, you can decide who gets the Benny in the next session. I'll be the I'll be the random stranger. Well, hey guys, how y'all doing? Stop oh. it! I was thinking Kill it could be like Kill a Mars PA pilot, and you just completely shit all over that. Yeah, yeah, I pilot all the time. We'll go on, guys. How's it going? Bang! A shot rings out from the distance. <laughs> the weird little man you were speaking to his head explodes in a shower of bone and blood. But as you're all immediately startled, you notice his body starts to ooze and shape into like a puddle. And a guy comes uh, walking down from a high ridge, dressed like a cowboy, holstering a six-shooter. Evening, folks. Uh, Y'all in skin changer country. Uh, Best be careful who you're speaking to. Now, you might be curious as how I'm not shooting you, because you all could be skin changers as well. But the real trick of it is the reflection. If you look at him in the reflection of that shiny suit of armor you got there, you can tell he ain't right. At least that's how I figured it out. I think so we far, figured it out by listening good. to him. <laughs> how do we know you're not a skin changer? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I guess I could be lying to all y'all. Don't see the point of it. Most glitter boys would destroy a man for being dishonest. At least a few I've met. But if you could turn your fuzzy little face over behind you to your companion in her power armor, or in their power armor there, you'll see that I do have a reflection that matches my rugged and handsome face. Is that true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you all like turn to look, and he just goes, bang! Gotcha! <laughs> no, I ain't shooting you. <laughs> Does the now headless person have a reflection? In the ref- Well, no, I mean, he, he's mutated into like a oozy form anyways, but so he, oh, okay. which he looks like. I wasn't sure if that was yeah. just blood. Um, no. no. Okay. His whole body turned into a puddle. Okay. But yeah, best be careful if you meet anybody else on the road here. Where y'all folks headed? If you don't mind me asking. How close are we to Laredo by our, our estimation, Jason? Three or four days. Uh, we're still headed south. Laredo whereabouts. You familiar? I've been there a spell or two. I would advise not going much further south than that. Things even scarier than this piece of crap. He kind of like kicks it with his boot down in Mexico. Things powerfully strong. Drain a man of blood and, well, faster than you believe. But Laredo's uh, got its own dangers, but at least it's the kind of dangers a man can understand. Well, folks. This has been pleasant. <laughs> I have been a random stranger. You all have been adorable. <laughs> yeah. This is just too much. <laughs> have you heard of Castle Refuge? Don't truck the most many castles around here, ma'am, but uh, I have seen one of them knights. They might know more about it. He was also heading to Laredo himself. Perfect. Thank you. Bum, bum, bum. You're welcome. And then, like, you swear you hear, like, a, a western music play as he walks off at the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> I need to give this guy an actual name. 
Pecos Pete. Yeah, don't you? I'm just gonna name him <laughs> Random Cowboy. <laughs> Knows about skinwalkers. <laughs> and vampires. I was about to shoot that guy anyway, so it's fine. Me too. <laughs> Jesus. The only reason he was there is because I didn't like Justin's accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to hear him continue to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Meg was talking about the little guy anyway. He wasn't uh, talking about the, the guy who came up and shot him. The mysterious cowboy? Yeah, the mysterious cowboy. Do you get a Benny, Jason? Yes. <laughs> yes. I will never award myself with that. We actually know who that guy was. It's just weird that he's doing this whole pretending to be human thing now. I mean, that was clearly ATAC. Yeah. I know, right? Why? Yeah, he, he walks a few covering? feet like out of your distance, like where you can't see, and then like the holographic disguise field wears off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> Never used this gun before either. That was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the next few days pass by uneventful. Uh, you do start seeing more and more travelers on the road. Thankfully, the Glitter Boy armor is enough to deter most of them for possibly screwing with you. I will Anybody check use? if they have reflections. Yeah. <laughs> so, most of them do, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, while the Mountaineer would be a normally a prize target for a lot of the folks around Laredo, the fact that you're being backed up by a, gl a Glitter Boy, not many people want to just immediately fuck with that. So we end, like, the fifth day in the evening as the sun is kind of setting and dusk's falling through. You're standing on a rise. You see the sprawling, chaotic town of Laredo out in front of you, many times larger than Marl. Uh, in the distance, you hear gunfire, screams, lights are starting to come on in the darkness. All sorts of unsavory smells waft to your nostrils, especially Charlie there. But it's just the normal stink of too many humans living together with very little sanitation, not, you know, strange magics. Is this the, You're... like, Wild West gunfire yes. screams? Not like the, there's an active battle going on gunfire screams? Uh, yeah, the first one, just like, somebody okay. crossed somebody and got shot. Yeah. Uh, the sound of music and, and drunken revelry starts to pick up as you start approaching the town. Hopefully you'll be able to find what you're looking for here. And that was episode 14 of The Big Guns. Fresh Minds, Fresh Mission. Thank you to Pinnacle Entertainment and Palladium Books for making Savage Riffs. And most importantly, thank you to you who are listening to us, and especially those of you supporting us on Patreon. Without you, there would be no point in doing this. Of course, we will see you in the next stream, but if you want to contact us in the meantime, you can find us at IODCasts on Twitter or in underscore our underscore dreams five on Insta. Will is Willow, W-I-L-L-O-H, underscore the, underscore Wisp on Instagram. Jason is NPC, underscore Wrangler on Instagram. And I am at Imitable Justin on Instagram and Twitter. I hope we hear from you. <laughs>